When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's episode, Baseball Family. We are going to talk struggling Yankees, World Baseball Classic, and season milestones. Coming now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back, Baseball Family, to another episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I am your host, Brig, and I got my co-host, Mr. Bradman. He's right, ya. How are you, Brad? I'm good. I'm good this evening. How are you, Brig? I am I am hopping and popping. You know why? Seeds. You know why? It's it's the seeds. It's the seeds. <laughs> <laughs> and if I don't hop and pop, then I will fall asleep. So here's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball family, I learned when I was in the Army that the easiest way to stay awake during a ridiculous PowerPoint presentation, we called it Death by PowerPoint, was to chew sunflower seeds. And there were so many opportunities to do that uh, because the military just loves to kill you with a PowerPoint presentation. It's like their favorite thing ever. So that's how I, that's how I fell in love with sunflower seeds. It was not a baseball <laughs> thing for me. It started out as an appreciation, kind of an associative deal when I was in Little League. But when I got to be an adult is when I realized that I needed something other than caffeine to keep me awake. And a busy mouth makes my brain work. Don't know why. Yeah, it does. Anyway, so I've been chewing seeds all evening and I'm (laughs) I'm like really excited to be here. Let's get into current events because, as we say, we have how much to cover, Brad? A lot. We got a lot to cover. So the Phillies... Let a Mets fan in a Mets jersey throw out the first pitch at Citizens Bank Ballpark. Did you see this? I didn't, but it it sounds blasphemous, to be honest with you. A division (laughs) rival? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So the guy, he's known as the General. Okay. And this dude owns a Mets lifestyle brand. So he produces tchotchkes and clothing and all sorts of things, and he sells them online. I think he has a storefront. And he decided that he would purchase 1,500 tickets to the Mets-Phillies game at, in Philly. So he, he was, bought out a whole section of seats. Did they and say a, why? Because as so, a, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, as a thank you, because I'm made of questions here, Brig. As an expression of gratitude, the Phillies said, man, you bought 1,500 seats. Would you like to throw out the first pitch? And dude went, yes, I do. Yep. And he walks out there with his Mets-inspired jersey, which was blue and orange, and it had his name, the general, on the back. <laughs> he threw out the first pitch. <laughs> Okay, now in Philly. <laughs> my first question for you, Brig: Were there butts in those seats? Because he could have bought out fifteen hundred tickets just so that there was nobody sitting in the stands. No, nope, right? No, no, right? 
I looked it, into it like, a little bit. Because before you, it reminds me of this. <laughs> Have you seen the meme where people are like, if I won the lottery, I would buy out every single ticket to a Kanye West concert and then just show up in the front row to boo him by myself. Have you seen that before? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what this feels like. I bought out 1,500 tickets, an entire section of the stadium, just so I could go boo the Phillies. Is that what this was, or was he bringing Mets fans with him to the game? He, he brings Mets fans with him. This is something they do semi-regularly, a couple times a year, uh, as far as I was able to find, and they all show up. The Mets fans, they're all this, they call themselves something. I forget that there's a name of this group of Mets fans that are the general's fan base, and they all showed up. Please <laughs> tell this, me they call themselves the infantry. Oh my word. It's not oh, the that. seven it's line. The seven line. That's right. Because that's okay. the name of his brand, is the seven line. So okay. maybe we should get him on the show. Should we call him and just be like, we should, Bro, yeah, let's get this dude on infamous, <laughs> which means <laughs> he's more than famous. He's not just famous. He's infamous. <laughs> <It's> infamous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Somebody name that movie. All right. Let's move on. Let's go up the road a little ways to New York because the Yankees, there's Rome is still burning. And uh, I know I said that at the beginning of the season and then I was wrong. And now I'm right again and I'm still upset. So here's what's going on. Aaron Boone was so angry. First of all, they've won the last two games. Okay. They've been at home. They had a four stand, a four game set against the Blue Jays and they won the final game, narrowly avoiding the sweep. And then they opened tonight, Monday night, against the Mets for part two of the Subway Series this year, and they won tonight. So two-game win streak, longest they've had in well, hold on, you know, since July. You two in a row. <laughs> that's called back-to-back. You win three um, in a row, that's excuse called me, a winning Brad. streak. It Brad. has happened to be four. Brad, don't take this away from me, Brad. <laughs> Okay, here's the deal, though. Aaron Boone, he goes off during a presser. I thought this was fabulous because I like to see managers fly off the handle, right? They're always Mm -hmm. so composed. They just hang out. They lean over that top step of the dugout, and they're just really chill. So when they go off, it's the best. But it doesn't happen very often in press conferences, and it did this time. Smack the table. He said, I could answer all the same questions every day and it won't make a bit of difference. It's that you're going to ask me the same questions every day. I'm going to give you the same answers every day. And the, the fact remains is that we have to do better, which is not cutting it. That was awesome because that's what the press does. They just they go in every day and they ask the same questions. And in a situation like this, there are no new answers. Right. Nothing has changed. So, I mean, this same thing has been going on for almost a month now. Three weeks. Yep. I know. Three whole weeks has been going. And so, I it's weird because I don't like people asking the same old questions, but it's almost valid to ask the same old questions. Like, Uh, right. So, so what are you doing then? Right? Yeah. Have, Have you changed anything up? Have you considered making any changes? Because things don't seem to be getting any better. 
Yeah. You have to change at some point. Like I could see earlier this year as an Angels beat reporter being incredibly bored with that team. It is the same thing every day. They are losing. They've lost every single day for almost three weeks. What else do you ask? Right. You're gonna start making some changes. You asked us that a week and a half ago. I'm still curious if you're gonna have start you made any changes. changes? <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So Aaron Judge goes on the record. He says he believes that they just need a little bit of a better energy in the dugout, push each other a little bit more, that kind of thing. Which this was I found this fascinating. And you'll find the chess pieces are now moving across the board. Boone dismissed that. Uh, not directly. He didn't like pshaw, blow it off. But he right. did come back and say, I think everyone's searching a little bit. He says, I've really been pleased with the energy level. So it was this little bit of a, like a, I know you think you're the captain, but you're not. Not yet. Maybe sign that extension and you could be, you know, like it's yeah. something like that going on. I feel like there's a little bit of spatting going on because I think Aaron Judge, it wants more of a, an official leadership role in the clubhouse. And I think he wants to play center field. And when they don't let him play center field, I think he's noticeably and rightfully so very upset. Well, there's that, but I mean, who's going to have a better pulse on the clubhouse, Aaron judge or Aaron Boone? A judge. Oh, exactly. Right. That's it. Simple. So has Aaron Boone completely lost this clubhouse? I've asked to be. I asked it earlier this season. I know if he's and it, it sure seemed like he had. Then everything rallied together, and I don't know that Boone necessarily had anything to do with it. Um, I think we were texting each other, right? Or was yeah. it on Thursday yeah. night on the live? Where I was like, "Is he going to lose his job if they don't get to the World Series?" Yeah, and he it will. sure seems like it. And yeah, even if they get appearance. there, he could lose his job. Yeah, they have to make an appearance. But if they don't show up right, even if they make an appearance, I think he's out after this season. But then Cashman yeah. comes back and supports Boone like wholeheartedly. I'm yeah. shocked. And this makes me wonder what is going on culturally throughout the organization. Something it seems systemic at this point. It really that's does. The problem. And that's the thing that's crazy is that since George Steinbrenner died, there's been a systemic issue. Like for yeah. a while there, Hal was out there running his mouth, you know, saying all kinds of crazy crap. And all then now. <laughs> he's finally decided to shut up, but things haven't gotten much better. No, and Cashman's still collecting uh, baseball cards. <laughs> he finally he finally was willing to get rid of one of them, but since then things have crashed. With Seriously Gallo. crashed. Oh man! And, and this is the thing with with that Gallo thing. Like, I don't, he doesn't strike me as like the clubhouse guy, but maybe he is. You know, like, maybe. I always I always equate it to the the guy at the end of the bench in the NBA, right? Like literally sitting next to the fans at the end of the bench in the NBA. Yeah. Right? He doesn't get in the game. He never takes his warm-ups off. He wears a t-shirt over his jersey. But he has a major impact on that team. The more enthusiastic that guy is, the better the team plays because his job is to get out there, wave the towel, whip somebody in the butt when they make a good play and come over for a timeout. He's the first one off the bench to give high fives to everybody. The towel yeah. waver is the most enthusiastic and encouraging player on the entire team. And maybe Joey Gallo being like, dude, I'm hitting maybe a buck 58. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like I got to figure out another way to contribute to this team. I will wave a towel until my arm falls off. 
if that's what I have to do to get this team to win. Because Gallo's been in Texas forever. Yeah. And not won anything. He had a chance to win here. Yeah, he did. And if that was his role and the Yankees traded him away because of how he was playing on paper, that could have crushed the locker room. The Blazers, totally. the Trailblazers trade away, traded away Damian Lillard's best friend. He was the towel waver. And he didn't, I mean, Lillard's still one of the best players in the NBA, but his performance dipped a little bit because he was yeah. vocally like he was vocal about it. He was upset that they yeah. traded him away. So well, I gotta be honest with you. I also wonder if there was a little bit of a pick-me-up game going on. And by that I mean like guys, we got to rally together because Joey's looking bad. Like if we do well enough, maybe they won't pay attention. I mean, you don't, nobody has that conversation outright like that, but that's kind of what right. I feel like maybe was happening is that they're sitting there going, guys, we got to, we got to pick up a little extra slack here because Joey's not got it right now. Let's wait. Let's just hang on till Joey's got it. And they, maybe they loved or appreciated or whatever his presence so much. They were willing to do more to help compensate. Now he's gone. And they're like, I don't know what happened. I'm so I'm still I'm shocked and dismayed. And along that vein, like if they were compensating for another guy in the in the lineup, like they've got to be exhausted. Yeah. Maybe this is who this team is. Is that they maybe this is forming. Maybe this is just the exhausted version. Yeah. I don't know. It's fascinating because they were so good for so long and now they're so bad. And yeah, it's going to be interesting everybody, to see if it comes back up. I think so many people since the break on the on the starting lineup are are under the Mendoza line. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Not only that, but like a complete power outage. Judge is hitting now two home runs as of yeah. tonight. Two. Yep. And then you've got like Ben Intendi took a, a year to get his first hit, which is Jeez. really weird. Really, really weird. Well, and Matt Carpenter's out with his injury, which, by the way, he does not need surgery on his foot, we found out. That's good. It's a clean break. Just let it heal. So that's a huge win. That means that if they do go deep into the playoffs, he could maybe come back. We don't know. Well, I think he he would just come back in his same role. That's what I mean. Just be a DH. Yeah, just be a DH, pinch hitter. Go out there, hit some dingers, and jog around the bases. They're not going to ask him to do too much. No, and I think he is a clubhouse towel waving type of dude. He goes on the field and performs when he's called into it, but I think mm-hmm. he does both. I think so too. Yeah, because so, <laughs> didn't things really turn around when he came in when they brought him in? That's when things turned around, and now everybody's giving Joey Gallo the attention. But I think it has a lot to do with Matt Carpenter. Good. Good. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, well. Really quick, what are the chances Judge remains a Yankee at this point? I get asked this daily. I wanted to ask you. Um, right now, with the way things are going, and with what looks like a somewhat could be a somewhat fractured relationship with Boone, I don't think it looks good. Honestly, yeah. um, it it I don't want to say they're pushing him out the door. But it's kind of like before a breakup when you like start to distance yourself. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Could not agree more. And so. I think that depending on I, I think I think Judge is no longer a Yankee unless they make it to the World Series. If they make it to the World Series, the chances go up, but they're not sold. I think if they win the World Series, 
he still might want to just go out on top. I don't know. I'm not saying it's definitive. I can right. see it happening. Anyway, let's move on. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay made history on Sunday, which w- w- in a really fascinating way. They fielded in their starting lineup players from eight different nations. And th- this is That's really, cool. really cool. Now, um, I'll, I'll get into the details in a minute, but, um, well, let's do it now. They fielded players from the Dominican Republic, Cuba, Colombia, Venezuela, Mexico, Panama, Taiwan, and the United States. All in one team. All in one starting lineup. That's First really time cool. in history that's ever been that's ever been done. Anybody with that that many nationalities represented. That it's it's crazy to think that I mean that's every position. Every position like take out your pitcher, that's everywhere. Yeah. That's that's one of the reasons I feel like the world baseball classic and we'll get there later is so cool because you yep. can have this diverse of a roster and still be this good. That's right. I agree. I, I like thought it was it. really cool. So another fun fact about this, um, Houston, the Astros as of opening day had 16 nationalities represented on their 28 man roster to start the season. That was the, the MLB leader as of this season. So pretty cool stuff happening. I thought that was, that was an interesting tidbit I ran across. That's really cool. All right, Brad, let's shift gears to Marcelo Zuna. Um, For those of you that don't know, Marcelo Zuna was arrested for uh, driving under the influence. And that's very bad. So Brad, Brad has some things he wants to say, and then I'll share a couple things, but Brad, why don't you tell us what you think of this? Well, so first off, like, I know that a lot of people don't feel bad for the guy because of his history, right? You know, he did jail time for domestic violence. Totally. And everything. So a lot of people don't feel bad for him. But my thing is, like, guy seems to have a problem, right? Like, a lot of people really making light of it. Even the Braves broadcasters kind of trolled him. I think it was tonight or yesterday. Where because uh, the video was released and he said, I'm Ozuna from the Braves. And even yeah. the Braves broadcaster, when he stepped up to the plate, said, it's Ozuna from the Braves. Yeah. Like, okay, like, I get it. It's easy to kick a guy while he's down, but I don't think you should because this is a significant problem. And I'm not saying any of his other problems weren't significant, but his problems continue. And right. I was, it's funny because just last week, I was thinking every once in a while, Ozzy Guillen pops in, not Ozzy Guillen, Carlos Guillen pops into my mind. And he he got busted for a DUI when he was with the Mariners. And around that same time that he was, there was like four or five other guys who were. I was like, man, MLB really has a problem with this. Yeah. And th- earlier this year, before the season started, you had Tony La Russa, right? He got busted for a DUI. But since him, I don't remember any coming out. Haven't heard of any. So the other day, I was kind of thinking, man, they kind of, figured this thing out because i don't know if they have the program like in the nfl where you could call a ride anytime right where it's basically they have like the league-wide uber is set up so that you can call a ride anytime you need it so you don't drive under the influence right and so which is brilliant it is it's great every league should have it because every league can afford i guarantee you that we had that in the army oh did you yeah it was a volunteer program but it was mothers against drunk driving oh okay we 
So you'd put your name on the list and say, yeah, if you need a guy, call a guy. And I'd, I'd be the guy this yeah. day, this day, and this day or whatever. Yeah, that's very common. So, yeah, it, it should be a thing. And it just it really rubbed me the wrong way that so many people were take kind of taking a victory lap on somebody who had kind of come into the league and seemed like maybe he had rehabilitated himself and, his, and a little bit of his image. Even Braves fans booed him this weekend. Yeah. Which I get you're upset. Sure. You know, but I don't know. I, I just feel like more people should be like, okay, this guy needs help rather than taking a victory lap on him. That was what bugged me about the whole thing. So I don't fault the fans for expressing their opinions or feelings because right. that's you can what be do. disgusted with what somebody does. I, and yeah. I agree with that. I also think that probably the most direct way to do that, to express that, is to boo them when they come on the field. Now, you got to remember, I'm a Yankees fan, and that's not a foreign concept to Yankees fans. We boo our own players all the time when they're on the field not performing or when they do something stupid. So, I, me, I just take that as a, as, a, as a way to express displeasure from the fan base. It's in the most direct way possible. Is it, does it sting? Sure. Totally agree. But I'm not going to fault the fans for, for doing that. Um, and what and I will say I though, clear something up please, real quick. Like, please, like, like I said, you can, the fans can just can voice their displeasure. I, that's not the problem I had. The problem I had was mostly with the announcers taking their victory lap and social media kicking a guy was down. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I feel you. Well, and that's that See, and This is where I totally agree with you because this needs to be his organization, friends and family, teammates, like, People need to rally to support him. However, he needs support, like whatever the best thing for him is. And it's not going to be his idea at this point. Probably. I don't want to say he needs an intervention, but maybe this dude needs an intervention, you know, and he's around teammates and friends and family like all day, every day. So maybe it can't be that group of people because they're, they're sick of each other or whatever. And then maybe they're sick of his behavior and attitude. Yeah. Uh, or, but then, you know, he's got that secondary tier of people in his life that that next level of of influence, who are with him, the next level down of frequency. That that's the group of people that needs to step up and help, and then the Braves jump in and support. So anyway, I'm with you, man. This is I I'm a, mm, I hope I hope he can get the help he needs, and I hope it's as early as possible. Now I know. He's back on the field. They're playing for a playoff situation right now. It's not going to be right now. But if anything else goes wrong between now and the end of October, that's going to be bad for him. It's going to be bad for the Braves. But but it's it's going to be sad because it's it's like all hands on deck right now. And this goes for anybody. O- Ozuna's just one example. But if there's anybody with a problem of any kind, and you need them in the fight, it's all hands on deck to keep them in the fight. And then then you fight for each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. We we well, agree. And and one more thing on this. Like it was a I think it was a few months ago. Delonte West, he had played for the Cavs in the NBA when they had had when LeBron James had taken to the finals a couple years. I think he was on the team that won the final. I can't remember. Anyway, um he was found living, I think, behind a gas station or something like that. And people were like, hey, the Players Association needs to help him. And they're like, well, he's not 
part of the association anymore. Like we don't take care of him. So instead, I, th- I think it was Mark Cuban helped him out because he's like, he played for me. He's my guy, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, okay, I, I understand the association saying he doesn't currently play. It's not our, basically it's not our problem, but Ozuna is a current player. He is part of the association right now. Like maybe yep. the players association needs to step in too and help a member of their union. That's a great, like, even if it's, even if it's just sit him down, like, Hey, look, this is what's going on. This is the path you're headed on. You need to figure out how to fix it. And we would like to help you. Right. But, so put together yeah. a plan or we will. Yeah. Or we so. can do it together, whatever you want to do, but there yeah. needs to be a plan and we yeah. would like it to be your idea. Exactly. So, because that's anyway. all the love and support. Okay. Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto is named AL player of the week. This is significant because everybody forgot about Johnny Cueto when he moved <laughs> to Chicago. And, <laughs> but he went 2 and 0. He pitched uh, a 0.54 ERA. That's one earned run, Brad, out of 16 and two thirds innings. It's awesome. And he only gave up two walks. No, that one earned run was not a home run either. So I thought that was really, really cool. I like to see when uh, pitchers get player of the week because it highlights uh, an incredibly nuanced part of baseball mm-hmm. that doesn't have to do with home runs. And I really like that. <laughs> right. Well, and and Cueto mm-hmm. came into the season. He didn't have he wasn't on a team. He was a, a, a free agent and yeah. has kind of come in and, and he was kind of treated like he was washed. Like, I think that. I remember right the White Sox brought him in and then he pitched almost like ceremoniously against the Royals right yeah and then they've kind of brought well yeah yeah, in and out since then but it's good for him to come in kind of a Cinderella story yeah a little bit yeah yeah Yeah. because in fact Jewel and I had been talking about this earlier in the year uh, because we're trying to figure out like how the Mariners are going to we're going to fill out their their starting rotation he's like do you go six man do you do this I was like you know, do you bring up the rookies and stuff? He's like, well, what about Cueto? He's like, well, I don't know if I'd want him in the starting rotation. He's like, but having that presence in that rotation, it's a big deal. And if he can give you a few good outings, and he's put together a few good outings for the White Sox here. Yeah, for sure. So that's a big deal. Big deal for That's him. interesting. Big deal for the White Sox because they need it. But they need something. <laughs> this might This is as good as anything. <laughs> exactly. Let me ask you this, Brad. Do you remember Bryce Harper? Vaguely. Didn't he? Isn't he the guy <laughs> with like really good hair and a beard? Really good hair. Yeah. yeah. A little bit Great of a dude that's kind of fun. Super fun. Yeah. You remember that guy? He yeah, plays for yeah. Philly. Best, oh, yeah, friends yeah, with fin- best friends with that other guy that's really good at baseball. <laughs> anyway. But anyway. <laughs> Mike Trout. Anyway, oh, Bryce okay. Harper. Will begin his AAA rehab assignment uh, Tuesday, twenty third. So today, if you're listening, um, he's expected. That's with the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Uh, he's expected to be with them through Saturday, and hoping to join back the Phillies on Monday. So that's pretty exciting stuff. Now, obviously, he's probably not going to come back in the field. Mm, we don't know, but at the well, plate, he's still dealing with that elbow issue, right? I, I don't think plate. that's going to heal itself. But yeah, at the plate, that's a big deal to have him. Yeah. What does Bryce Harper do for the Phillies at this stage? Let's say he comes back Monday. Okay, so Monday, what's Monday? The 20th, what, 8th? 
So yeah. let's just call it September 29th. 1st. Let's say he comes back September 1st. Okay. What does that do for the Phillies in the playoff push as of September 1st? Let's say he's well, healthy. He can take every at-bat. He performs as expected. What What are we looking at? These days, I say it gives them an edge over whoever is in the, the NL Central, the second-place team in the NL Central, whether it be the Brewers or the Cardinals. I think it gives them an edge over them. It might put them so <laughs> the Padres. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Brad>. the world. <laughs> <laughs> I was like so confident. I was like, "Man, the Padres, get your money in now!" Because yeah, <laughs> no, they're not going to win. You anything. really were. They're yeah. not going to win anything. And you know what it does, Brig? <laughs> this could get them up over the Padres potentially. They still have issues with their bullpen. But if they can mm-hmm. have one more reliable bat and by one more I mean the one of the most reliable bats in baseball in their yeah. lineup, um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. Say, <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and and this is the thing is like whether he's driving guys in or getting on base, he's doing something to contribute to that team winning, and it's something that they do not have right now. They don't have it. That's right. Uh, I agree with you. Everything you said. Thank you very much. Okay, little league, <laughs> little league classic happened. Nobody found out. Nobody knew uh, until yesterday. No, nobody told us that it was happening. Nobody knew who was playing in the game. Nobody. There weren't special jerseys for it like there usually are there was nothing it was a wasted opportunity for major league baseball what in the actual cheese happened here it it feels to me like this was one of those last minute things like like july (laughs) somebody goes it's like all-star break right yeah hey rob we doing the (laughs) the uh, little league classic this year Oh, that's a, yeah. We took the last two years off that thing. Maybe do we have anybody who's playing in the area? We could get to that game. Just close-ish, close-ish. <laughs> we can just move it up the road. It'll be fine. What are yeah. the Yankees doing that day? Red Sox, maybe. The Red Sox yeah. and Orioles are playing. Bada boom! <laughs> so weird, like. Major League Baseball, I understand, like, it wasn't a game they were selling tickets to, right? Because it's closed off to the Little League League complex, everything like that. You can't buy tickets to it. But if I had known that there was a unique uniform at play here and at a unique site, I would have probably made plans to watch the game. Especially given the Red Sox. Yeah, I would at least tune in for a little while. Right, because yeah. that's what I did. That's what I did with the Field of Dreams game. I just wanted to see what Same. it looked like on TV. Let me yep. see what the Little League Classic looks like on TV. I had no intention of watching Sunday Night Baseball going into that that game. Right, but I found out that it was the Little League Classic maybe like three hours before the game. I was like, "Well, I'm doing other things tonight. Not uh, plans made, that. Rob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not helping your TV numbers with ESPN." Nah. By not marketing your games. And it's so weird, especially the special ones like this. You've got to get eyes on that. And get little leaguers with their eyes on it. That's yes. what you need. You need kids' eyes on this game because it's right. relatable. 
Well, and when Rob Manfred took over for Bud Selig, one of the things he said was he was going to commit to the younger fans. He was going to commit to youth baseball. This seems like such a misstep, especially given that was his stated intention when he arrived. I don't understand. And I'm, and then the Orioles won. And that was hilarious. Because <laughs> that's not what ESPN wanted. I guarantee you that. No. And neither was Rob. Rob was like, oh, I'll get the Red Sox in there. The Red Sox are good, right? Like they're good <laughs> sellers. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. making extreme light of this. But the fact is that this was a huge misstep on part of Major League Baseball. And we're so sorry that the Red Sox lost to Baltimore, but <laughs> ultimately, no, nah, we're not. <laughs> just kind of, I hope this trend continues because we will probably laugh about it for the next five years if it still does. <laughs> It'll never stop being funny for that long. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, baseball family. And when we get back, we're going to talk about fantasy baseball, world baseball classic, and then a little bit later, we're going to get into some season milestones that we think you should be paying attention to. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. We're going to get into our fantasy baseball update for the previous week. This was week 18 matchup. So let's start with the Springfield Isotopes against the Not Another Fantasy team. Springfield Isotopes, that is our our guest listener zip. And then we have Jason who is not another fantasy team. Jason won this one, 471 to 200. Uh, that's a big one. Zip actually texted me the other day and apologized for this one. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wow. I am so sorry. It's like, you're fine. There's one in every league. <laughs> Does that have to be you this year? I was like, I was in my fantasy football league last year. That's why I'm not doing it this year. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing but, but what noise that was, was made <laughs> zip's top score was martin maldonado with 38 and then jose altuve had 36 uh jason had ryan mountcastle with 81 and sean murphy sean murphy with 72 murphy had it had himself a series against the mariners over the weekend i was very upset about it like very upset so well. there's that Jason improved to nine and nine. Zip dropped to three and fifteen. Let's go to Brigger Mortis Briggs team Yo. against the Harrisburg Charlies. That's John Brig won this one four seventy seven to four oh nine. Very yeah. good, nice. You. Brig, your top score was Yuli Gurriel with seventy nine points, and then you had Jose Trevino with sixty. That's pretty good. Yep. yep. Look and at the then, spread though. That is a good spread because your low score, you like you all your scores, first off, were in positive, had positive points, which is a surprisingly big deal, right? A huge and deal, then, yeah. And that was uh that was Martin Perez with seven, but then above that, like you had DeGrom with sixteen. Right. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'm trying to hit double digits every week with everybody. Yeah, yeah that's good. I think you'll I I don't know 
that it's a guaranteed win if that happens, but you're going to be no. you're going to be pretty well off if that if that is the case. But John had Will Smith with 80. That's the Will Smith with the Dodgers, the catcher, and then he had Vlad Guerrero Jr. with 75. So his highs were higher, but his lows were lower because he had Lucas Giolito with negative Law 13. Points. Yeah. Three innings pitched, got a loss, seven earned runs. Um, it won't show me all of his stats, but not a good week for him. Um, eight hits like that. That's a bad outing for him. So that really took a, a major toll on John's score this week. Again, that's Brig 477 over John 409. Brig, you're nine and nine as well. And John is also nine and nine. You're on yeah. a two game winning streak. And by that, I mean I you're going to back to back. Let's move on to <laughs> the Springfield Nuclear Power. That's Tori. And then we've got Jewel, the big league Chupacabra. Tori was the high scorer this week with a whopping 500 points. I'm going to have to go back and check. That might be the highest score we've seen all season. I think, well. If not, it's very close. It's very close, yeah. Because he had Paul Goldschmidt with 122. Goldschmidt was 13 for 24 with three home runs and 11 RBIs. The dude is playing out of his mind. Give him the MVP like tomorrow. Yeah. Like I I like Manny Machado and I would like to see him win it just to shut people up. But I don't know how you can give it to him over Goldschmidt because that's just bananas. And speaking of Manny Machado, he's on Torrey's team as well. He got 38 points this last week, nine for 26 with the home run and six RBIs. But his second highest scorer was Nathaniel Lowe, and he scored for him. He scored 104 points and then Jewel had Cal Raleigh with 65 and Jose Abreu with 60. Um, mm. Yeah, Jewel did not have a great week for himself. He usually is is up there. Yeah, he's usually uh, killing it. Yeah, he would. He a typical week would have been would have been actually pretty competitive with Tori. But he had a, a pretty rough week. Jewel is 13 and five. Tori is eight and ten. And then on to my matchup. I'm the Manitoba Man Clowns up against Denise. Uh, she is Grace Under Fire. I won this one 393 to 373. This is about as average of a matchup as you could get, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with that score. Uh, my top score was Matt Olson with 83. Then I had Adley Rutschman with 65. Denise had Wilson Contreras with 76. And uh, Freddie Freeman with 71. I have Marcelo Zuna on my team. I just, re- just remembered. And I yeah. might need to find somebody else because I don't know how much he's going to be playing coming up. So... Well, There's no. that because he went over two with two strikeouts. Yeah, <laughs> negative one point. The um, end. <laughs> so I'm now ten and eight. Denise is eleven and seven. Yep. So let's take a look at the standings real quick because the season is wrapping up. We're going to be getting into the playoffs here pretty soon. We have so I broke this league into two divisions. We have the American League and the National League, and it's actually broken up. Brig, I don't know if you noticed this. The American League and National League is broken up based on the team like the person who manages the team it's based on the major league baseball team that they're a fan of so you jewel zip and me the four of us are in the american league whoa and then you've got denise jason john and tori all in the national league i did not know that little nugget for now fantasy Playoffs are in September. It's the last week of the regular season of baseball. Last month, not the last well, week. Yeah, the last, last month. month, as I say. It depends on how your league is set up, but yeah, it's going to be the last yeah, month, yeah, so yeah. it's coming up in a couple weeks. Right now we have Jewel is leading the American League at 13-5, and five, then I'm in second place at 10-8. and eight. You're in third at 9-9. and nine. Zip is at the bottom at 3-15. and 
Denise yeah. is on top of the National League, eleven and seven. Then you got Jason and John tied at nine and nine, and then Tori at the bottom there at eight and ten. That's still a pretty tight race there, going up to the yeah. finish. Any anybody's like, <laughs> if Denise loses a couple in a row, she could end up falling out. If uh, yeah. if Jason or John win a couple in a row, so it'll be interesting to follow that and see how that ends up happening. Um, okay, we talked about the World Baseball Classic earlier. Let's talk about it now. Because we just mentioned Let's talk it. about it now. Let's get into it. Let's talk World Let's Baseball Classic. Let's get into it. So yes! I'm very excited about this. I know I say this every single time. But mostly I'm excited because it's just down the street for me this year. I am pumped. I cannot wait. Uh, we are gomming. Yes. Brig is going to come to my house. I talking to Mike Farns about it, too. And he's like, we're going to do this. He he went to a ball game a couple days ago and just found out about it. And I was like, oh, really? You're not listening to the podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> I had to tease him about it. But Yes. <laughs> He is in. He wants to be there. Sweet. Yeah, we'll go, and it'll be a blast, and I'm so very excited for this. So we have teams with that are they're filling out their rosters. We've talked about this a little bit with Team USA, but as, as of, I think it was Sunday night during the Little League Classic, Cedric Mullins was mic'd up, and he confirmed that he is going to be playing for Team USA. So that gives us Cedric Mullins, Bryce Harper, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Pete Alonzo, Trevor Story, and Captain America himself, Mike Trout. So that is Team USA so far. Missing so far, I believe, a shortstop and a catcher. Um, it'll be interesting to see who the catcher for Team USA is going to be. Right now, Yeah, like honestly, my pick might be Mike Zunino. But he's hurt right now, so I don't know if he's going to be healthy by the time the World Baseball Classic run rolls around. Just what about, and the reason I pick him yeah. is because he's experienced, he's a veteran, really good defensive catcher. He's got yeah. power for days. So for sure. If he gets if he gets up there against a pitcher who he decides he can hit, he'll do wonders offense for this team. But mostly it's his it's his defensive prowess. He does an amazing job uh, managing pitching staffs. And yeah, so I'd really like to see him on Team USA. I think that would be really cool. Uh, and, you know, obviously I'm a little bit biased because he used to be a Mariner. But at the same time, though, like, I think he's a great catcher. Outstanding. Yeah. If he's healthy, I'd like to see him there. That's interesting. Do uh, you have anybody thinking, in mind, Brig? Well, so I like Will Smith a lot. Um, and I like James McCann as a possible. Hmm. And you know what? I don't know if the Orioles would let it happen, but I wonder if Adley Rutschman might get an opportunity too because they'll probably oh. carry three or four catchers. Whoa. Adley Rutschman. Well, that would be something, wouldn't it? Yeah. Talk about Captain that America. Could be. That dude looks like Captain America. <laughs> he really does. That really could be. That could be something. You just can't sleep on Will Smith, though. No, and you're right. I don't know why I didn't think of Will Smith. Yeah, um, that's he'd be that's a, a solid one to pass pick. up. Yeah, and he, and he could be one of the three or four they carry because I don't yeah. think they want those guys catching too many games in a row, especially in February, in, in March. March, like that. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, but we'll keep you updated as that as the roster fills out. We do have some commits for Team Dominican Republic. Very exciting. Always a competitive team. I mean, look look at this roster so far, Brig, that they have. They have Vlad Guerrero Jr. They have 
Jose Ramirez, Manny Machado is going to be playing for the Dominican Republic this year. Juan Soto, Rafael Devers, Sandy Alcantara, who's arguably the one of the top five pitchers in Major League Baseball right now. 100%. And Emmanuel Classe and Genesis Cabrera. So that's a solid Ooh. team that they have so far, too. And I wouldn't be surprised if Julio Rodriguez ends up on that team as well. Oh, I could see that. Mm, I could totally see that. Yeah, because he played for them in the Olympics, which is a is a whole different thing because they don't sure. have big leaguers. But at the same time, though, I could see him remaining with, with the Dominican Republic team and going to the World Baseball Classic now that he is a big leaguer. Yep. Because that almost well, felt like an unfair is. advantage. They basically had a big leaguer with no experience on their roster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, we will keep you posted as more teams get you know put on the – rosters in different countries and things like that we'll try our best to pronounce all of the names as uh well as we can but we yes. can't make promises about that <laughs> <laughs> but we will definitely try our very best because we're looking forward to this we want to provide you with like we kind of we want to be your source for world baseball classic coverage that's what we want to yeah. do because we love it so much we we care about it we're passionate about it we want you to feel that and and be prepared for it as well but let's take a quick break when we get back we're going to check in on some career and season milestones if you're anything like me you wish you could read more but life has you up and moving at breakneck speeds driving back and forth to work dropping off and picking up kids from school, cleaning the house, and much, much more. When do I have time to sit and read an actual book? That's why I use Audible. I can turn my car into a rolling university with Tom Verducci. I can investigate the 1919 Black Sox scandal while vacuuming my stairs. So if you want to learn from Joe Torre, Jackie Robinson, and Jeff Passan, you can with Audible. Click the link in the description to get your first month free and support the Baseball Together podcast. The non Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports, from current events to classic moments and everything in between. You can find the non Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. Welcome to the third segment of the show today. We are getting the church giggles out during these segments, and it's kind of hard. But we wanted to let you know <laughs> that the best way, the easiest way for you to support the podcast is to jump on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. You can help us uh, continue to do what we're doing, put new projects out there. We've got some documentaries we'd like to make, etc. some different segments of the show that need a little support. Um, and it's cheaper than one of my bougie coffees, as we like to say. There it is, Brad. He's a little quick on that trigger. Appreciate that. <laughs> so that's what one of my bougie coffees looks like. Uh, if you were on the, was it the live? I think it was the live we announced this on Thursday. Right. Yeah. But uh, if you get on TikTok, you can also see just exactly what I order for my bougie Starbucks coffee when I go there. And it's it's a, it's a problem, but it is cheaper to support us on Patreon <laughs> than it is to get one of those coffees. Anyway, um, let's talk about milestones, Brad, because there are a number of them we are approaching um, as of this part of the season. This is kind of what we start looking for. And they always start to bottleneck 
you'll notice that some people fall away as on the watch list. Other people rise to the top and stay there. And what we've noticed over the last couple of years is that there are names that are on two or three watch lists for different things and sometimes related and sometimes not. So that's going to happen again this year. Just look for that. It's kind of a pattern I've noticed. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the machine. Okay. King Albert, Albert Pujols, magic number to pass a rod, which we're all excited about. Just be honest. We want everybody to pass num- a rod, right? Exactly. The magic number to pass a rod is four. He only needs now as of Tuesday morning, the 23rd, he needs two or four home runs to pass a rod to meet 700 home runs and join only three other players to do it. He only needs seven. Seven home runs, ladies and gentlemen, puts him in the 700 home run club, which is about as elite as it gets. Can you name the only three guys who who would be ahead of him at that point, Brig? Hammer and Hank. Uh, Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. And... Babe Ruth. That's the Babe, seven, yeah. At 7-14. The Sultan of well, Swat. You had me doubting myself, honestly, because I was like, it's Babe Ruth. Wait a second. Did he have like 693? No, he's in the 700 Club. Of course yeah, he's in the 700 he Club. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't know why I didn't get that easier. <laughs> I should have played it off like I was messing with you, but I just can't be dishonest. I cannot I tell a lie. Cannot said tell the, a lie. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> said the history lesson for the day. Counterintelligence. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> It's on my LinkedIn. <laughs> what do I care? I'm never going back. It's they not a problem. Back, unfortunately, they will. Anyway, well, not part. Yeah, that's a anyway, long story. That's the whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> so Albert Pujols, let's stick with him for just a minute. He only needs one more home run off of a unique pitcher. Now. This is just this is somebody who he hasn't hit a dinger off yet in his career. Right. Because as of right now, it's 449. 449. So he needs one more to pass Barry Bonds. So right now they're tied. Yeah. Be clear. He needs one more to get a even 450. And I it's gonna be interesting to see if he gets it because now that they don't have the roster expansion like they used to in September, right? Where they yeah. bring up a full 40 man roster. Yeah. Uh, now that it's only 28, you don't know if he's going to see a rookie or some guy who just throws meat coming up in September. And, you know, maybe he will get an at-bat against a position player in September. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. If somebody's out of it and they're getting blown out, that that's what they resort to because we've seen that a whole lot this year. More than ever. It, Yeah, it's got to be. That might be something we need to look into. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, he might get a position player or some young pitcher he's never seen before in September and, and get it. But I mean, he's got a while. Yeah. He's got time. He can do it. I mean, getting the seven to 700 is still likely. Still very likely. I think he's, I think he's sitting officially at 7% probability to hit seven and make it to the 700 club. Hmm. I thought I, I ran across, there's different statistics. People have different opinions. Well, but, it's, it's it depends. It depends on who's running it and how they're running it and stuff. Because exactly, anyway. what does what do they call it? Z numbers and N numbers and X numbers, R and numbers, 
our numbers and there's all uh, kinds of one all that i took the one statistic class in the one time anyway so uh <laughs> we're really excited to watch albert pujols another albert pujols situation is that he has 26 home runs not home runs if he hits drives in 26 rbis he will pass babe ruth for the second all-time list as far as doubles he's only 19 doubles away from 700 doubles which is awesome. I don't think, and then I don't think he's going to get that though. Honestly, no, he's not going to get that. I don't know that he'll drive in twenty six runs either. I don't think so. Mm-mm. That would be he'd have to hit more of those pinch hit grand slams. <laughs> yeah, he would. That was nuts. He just come cold off the bench and hit a dinger and drove all four runs in. You, I was like, you know, what? he wasn't cold. They told him in the fifth, get ready to pinch hit in the ninth or whatever in late inning it was. Yeah, and he yeah. was back in the back stretch, applying Ben Gay, whatever else he needed to <laughs> yeah. do to they get gave ready. Him six months notice. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> We're sending you out of town for six months. <laughs> you, you know anyway. that's how that went down. That's exactly right. Um, the last Pujols watch is for walks. He is sitting at 1,364 total walks, currently the active leader. The what active does that leader, but he's like... Right. 20, I'm, try, I'm getting on to double check. On Baseball Reference, they have him at... Is he 30th um, all-time or something? I think it's farther down than that. Sorry, is I clicked it? the wrong button. Quick, clicking the wrong button, Brad. I know it. Um, where do you go? There he is. Thirty-three. Okay, so one that far down. He's he's gonna pass Giambi probably though, because Giambi's yeah. only two above him. So he'll probably two. end. He'll likely end his career thirty-second uh, on the list, yeah. which is crazy to think about, because the leader all time is Barry Bonds at two thousand five hundred fifty-eight. That is so many. That is wow, four hundred and sixty-eight more than the next guy, Ricky Henderson. Whoa, four hundred and what sixty-eight? Yeah, holy. Henderson cow. has twenty-one ninety. Oh, what's the next guy? The Babe at two thousand sixty-two, and then Ted. How Williams many guys? That. How many guys have two thousand or more? Four. Ted Williams, Babe Ruth, Ricky Henderson, and Barry Bonds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Barry Bonds' number is untouchable, by the way. Oh, yeah. Nobody's ever going to hit that because he was getting intentionally walked with the bases loaded because. Right. Yeah. And it's a whole thing. But anyway, it's a whole thing. (laughs) It's a whole hat size thing, too. Stop it. Okay. So, (laughs) Nolan Arenado. Oh, sorry. No, Nolan Nolan Arenado. Um, is sitting at six. The magic number for him is six till he reaches 300 home runs. Frederick Freeman needs 13 till he hits 300 homers. There's a chance Aaron Otto gets this this season, but it's going to happen early next for sure. Yeah, I think I honestly think he will because I was looking at. Uh, you I think he'll get it this season? Go. Yeah. Oh, he's got six weeks. Think about that. One a week? Yeah, yeah. And that's oh yeah. That's not unreasonable, especially with who they have coming up. Like they have five in a row against the Cubs. They played the first of five against the Cubs tonight. Then they have 
They got the Braves, but then they got Cincinnati, more against the Cubs, four against the Nats, Pittsburgh, Ooh. Milwaukee, Ooh. a bunch against oh, Cincinnati, yeah. some against the Padres, and then they got they end the season with six straight against Pittsburgh. He's gonna get six dingers. Okay, you're right. If they were playing the Mets every day or something, they wouldn't. He right. probably wouldn't. But... Right. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's a good. No, point. they have, they they have a schedule that's gonna. I mean, who knows how many Pujols could end up with? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> wow. What about uh, Freeman? Do you think he reaches uh, 300 homers this season with 13 more? Um, you I know, say no. I don't know. I feel like he goes on streaks, right? Yep. Like if he gets hot for a few weeks, for like three weeks to end the season, he could. But at the same time, Roberts could be like, there's no reason playing these guys. And he plays like Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and those guys for like five innings, then pulls them, you know, turns the the rest of the season into spring training. Um, But they have Milwaukee. They have, they have a bunch of games. They have four games against Miami. Uh, end this end of this week, and they got the yeah. Padres. Got some against the Giants. The Giants are going to start mailing it in here pretty soon, I think. Yeah, um, four games against Arizona. He crushes Arizona pitching. A lot of people crush Arizona pitching. Let's be real. I was going to say that. five yeah. five games <laughs> against Arizona pitching, and then Colorado six games against the Rockies to end the season in Denver. No, it, it's in LA, mm, but okay. still, that's Colorado pitching. Yeah. At it's home, bad. yeah, like you're in, right. Like <laughs> at Freeman's home field, the only reason I think at that point he doesn't get it is if Robert sits him down for three of those games. Yeah, interesting. Aaron Judge is on pace to hit 62. Still, that's the official line is that he's on pace for now. It's it's been all over the place. He went. 10 calendar days without hitting a home run from August 12th to August 22nd. He did not hit a single home run. He did it tonight, Monday night versus Max Scherzer in the Bronx during the Maybe that's series. what he needed. It was a big boost. That slump buster. Yep. It was a big deal against a big time pitcher in a big mm-hmm. time situation. Yep. And they went on to win the game. You know, I got to be honest with you. They didn't look. They didn't look amazing tonight against the Mets, but they didn't look bad. As long as they're not looking bad, because they, they have didn't look bad. bad. Yeah, they didn't look bad. They like, looked much base tighter running, than they had been. Their base running in Seattle looked like they had no idea what was going on. Oh, not even man. in Seattle, in New York, no. their base running against the Mariners looked like they had no idea what was going on. That both both parts of that series were just atrocious for us. For you, they were great. All right, right. For Seattle, they were fantastic. It yeah. got me thinking, I want these guys in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> you, you, at this point, you probably still do. But anyway, um, let's see. Joey Votto, we got to talk about him for a minute. He's because he's going to pass A-Rod soon. He mm-hmm. only needs um, – well, anyways, next on the list for walks to tie A-Rod at 36th all time. It's less important than this <laughs> next statistic I'm going to lay on you. You ready for this, Brad? I'm ready. Atlanta was once the number one team in baseball for striking out at the plate. And on pace to set a record. And we razzed them so hard. And then they remembered how to play baseball. Went on a tear, still doing very well, and are no longer 
the dubious awardees, award winners of such uh, the the notoriety of striking out more than anybody else. Now, none other than the Anaheim Angels have a 14 strikeout lead. Oh yeah, you I think you heard that, that right. I think the Angels struck out 20 times in one game <laughs> against the Astros, so that definitely helped. Helped? Are we calling it helped? <laughs> helped the Braves. Well, yeah, I helped the Braves. Did you, see, did you see? So I'm not laughing at Otani. I'm not laughing at Otani. I'm laughing at the comments. Did you see that Otani had to leave after like three or four innings yesterday on Sunday because he got sick with a sick with a stomach virus? No. Did you see that? So did first off, the Mike picture. Trout? Well, the the picture his face looked green, like he looked sick. Right, like surprised he went out there, and a lot of people were like, "Yeah, that's the not winning virus." Or the, <laughs> he's, I he's call sick it the Mike Trout virus. <laughs> Mike Trout flu. Although we did find out Mike Trout has a legitimate injury, he does. So there's, I that. shouldn't call but, it that. <laughs> but no, I want to call it that though. The comments on the Instagram post were just absolutely amazing. Just <laughs> that's sick incredible. of losing and sick of there's something in the water that's getting him sick and making everybody else forget how to hit. But I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so baseball family, those are your milestones to watch the remainder of the season. We'll keep you updated with anybody who passes and surpasses any of these. But ultimately, are there any that you're really excited to see go down? Do you want anybody passed? Who do you think's up next? If you're watching anything special, we want to know about it. Jump in the mailbag at baseballtogether.com and drop us a line. You can also tell us that we're terrible people if you'd like. We're not. We're not. We make very bad jokes, and that's about as bad as it gets because we're both dads, and that's how it goes. We're just practiced at making bad jokes. But you can call us out on our bad jokes. You can tell us what players you like to watch on that, which milestones in the mailbag at baseballtogether.com. We also are preparing to do another mailbag, listener mailbag episode. So if you have questions for us, if you have comments, if there's anything you want to just air, you got a dirty laundry, you want to tell Brad how sad you are that he – shave his beard i mean like please jump in the mailbag and we need to start a petition to get it back because we're all still sad brad <laughs> i looked in the mirror today and i was sad i'll be honest with you even even the listeners in france who can't see your face they're sad <laughs> <laughs> by the way thank you for listening in france we found out that we do very well in france and so yes, we if you're do. listening in france we love you and appreciate all of your listens. Thank you very much. And thanks exactly. to everybody else. Couldn't do it yes. without you. Before we go, we wanted to do a little bit of a crossover bit here. And we wanted to do our seed of the day to remind you of Chinook Cedar. You can see it right there if you're watching on YouTube. It, we have that banner right in the middle of the screen. But also, your seed of the day today is Smokehouse Barbecue. It's fantastic. Yeah, it it's delicious. Uh, it tastes like an actual barbecue rub. That's what I love about it. It's the best yeah. barbecue seed I have ever had in my entire life. And that is not hyperbole. These are literally, as it says on the package, the best seeds ever. And you can get yours at ChinookSeedery.com. Use code BTPOD at checkout to get 10% off your order. And you will support the podcast all while buying the best seeds ever and don't forget you can also hop on the shop on 9plus.com i spell it out n-i-n-e-p-l-u-s-u-s.com you can get sweet t-shirts like brig and i are wearing i got my perfect shirt on brig's got his baseball together is that boston brig shh 
Well, you you oh, live in the town sh- with a you live. It's yes. it's fine. You live in a town. This with is why I do this, though. Yeah, yeah. The, exactly. the 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 drive, the Greenville Drive, is in the town here, and I don't want to wear anything with the Red Sox logo on it. I I can't. Which is why I have this shirt, so I can support the drive and be with them and supportive of them with Boston's colors. It's as close as I'll get. Exactly. Exactly. That's why right. we do it. Nothing wrong with it, Brig. No, no, you're right. That's why we do what we do. So <laughs> right. go get yourself something nice. Get yourself a water bottle sticker. I got I got a few. But anyway. Um, but baseball family, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Like Brig said, hop in the mailbag on baseballtogether.com. There's a link there. You can send us any of your questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks, and anything you want us to talk about on the mailbag episode upcoming during the offseason. Baseball family, we're getting to the home stretch, and we will catch you next week. Thank you.